0: Hello. Hello? Hello, I'm Gary Bellamy. I'd just like to say welcome to Down the Line, the new phone-in show here on good old Radio 4. You should know the format by now, but in case you don't, here's the number. It is 0800 068 76D. Or you can email me on uh, Line at bbc.co.uk. So come on, get those calls flooding in. And remember, you can ring in about absolutely anything that's been getting your goat this week, whether it be train fares, litter, bad-mannered teenagers, or nuclear power. If you want to talk, we want to listen. It's a easy as picking up your phone and dialing 0800 068 7060 now some people say that love makes the world go round and some people say it's money what about you what do you think what makes your world go round call in and let us know Later on in the show, we'll be joined by Rose Seabright, who has written a very interesting book about animals at war. So it'd be great if you've got any calls on that. But first, let's go to the phones and see what Britain is talking about today. And our first caller is Adam Frankel from Basingstoke. Hello, Adam, you're down the line. Hi, hi. Hi.
1: I just wanted to talk about residence parking. Right. Uh, They've introduced residence parking around my way, and we all just used to park there uh, regardless before. No problem whatsoever. Mm. Now I've got to pay for the same privilege. I mean, why do they have to keep mucking about with things?
0: Or can I just leave it as it is? Yeah. Thanks for your call. Okay. Bye. Bye. We've had a lot of calls about parking this series, but the the one voice we haven't heard from is the traffic warden. So if there are any traffic wardens out there, it'll be great to hear your side of the story. Give us a ring. Oh eight hundred oh six eight seventy sixty. Okay. Thanks very much. Our next call is Humphrey Milner from Sirens.ter Hello.
2: Yes. Uh, hello, Gary.
0: What's your point?
2: Well, you were saying in your, your introduction to to the, to the program hmm. uh, about what makes the world go around. It. I think you'll find it is actually gravity. If we're going to be strictly, I've
0: always found found gravity quite fascinating, really I never really understood it properly because I was never that brilliant at science.
2: The concept of gravity is that all objects in the universe exert uh, an attraction on, on every other object, no matter how small. A, you know, a, a pea has a, exerts a gravitational force, and of course, the the uh, Earth's orbit is is determined by the gravitational pull of the sun. in that the Earth is trying to pull away from the sun, and the sun is pulling it back, and that's that. Could, you know, it's 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 perhaps mundane takes some of the magic out of out of our, our world um, but it's not money love laughter or any of those things um, the, 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 what makes the world go around is the gravitational
0: force. what keeps us on the floor
2: Gravity. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is what keeps you on the floor.
0: But no matter how heavy
2: I am, a black hole is where a has collapsed in on itself because of the sheer force of its own gravity, and that sucks in every other uh, object around into a tiny, tiny. Uh, the black, a black hole itself takes up an infinitesimal small amount of space because the gravity is so strong, you see, mm. that it's pulled everything into itself, and eventually the whole universe will collapse in on that one tiny point, and that is the force of gravity. Quite, uh, quite so, awesome.
0: So gravity will kill in the end it'll be the end of the universe gravity
2: is a killer yes so
0: you're saying my pen
2: your it, pen exerts a gravitational
0: force and what kind of effect does that have on me
2: it, Well, it was absolutely tiny force it won't uh, it won't affect you in any way and it needn't be alarmed
0: so so you're saying that my pencil is attracted to like to a pencil sharpener that the is attracted to the floor and that there's everything's attracted to each other and if they weren't walls everything would just be flat is that what you're saying
2: yes every every object that has mass um Attracts uh, other objects. Wow. Um, Newton's law of universal gravitation states yeah. that uh, every point mass attracts every other point mass by a force directed along the line connecting the two. Right, uh, This yeah. force is proportional to the product of the masses and inversely proportional to the square of the distance between them, obviously.
0: Of course. Can you sl- slow down a second?
2: Well, no, 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 in layman's terms, yes, uh, you are very attractive. Wow. Yes.
0: Well, thanks so much for your call. That's fascinating. Okay, got another call on the line. Who's that? Who's calling? Hello? Calling shot bolt. Hello, Colin. It's
3: it's typical, isn't it? Um, Endless, this endless obsession,
4: it saddens me, it really does, this endless obsession Mm. with sex, 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 it's everywhere. Magazines, in the newspapers, you people in the media, that's all you talk about. Everything seems to be reduced to sex, Um, and I'm frankly sick of it.
0: We we haven't been talking about sex.
4: Yes, but you'd rather be, wouldn't you?
0: Next caller, hello, who's there? It's Kenneth Pardue from Reading. Hello, Kenneth. Hello. Hello, Kenneth. How are you?
4: I'm all right, thank you. Thank you.
0: What can I do for you? What's your, what's your point? What's your question?
4: Well, it's not really a question. I'm um, just just going to say that I um, I agree with everything that was said by your previous caller.
0: Okay. Anything else to add to that at all?
4: Not really. Um, no.
0: Right. Well, thank, thanks. Thanks for ringing in. Hi. You're live on down the line. Hello.
5: Hi, uh, Mr. Bellamy. Yes. Hello. Um, I'm telephoning uh, in connection with this issue about the traffic warden. Mm. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. I am yeah. a traffic warden myself. Oh, now you're a traffic
0: warden. Them. Great. Uh, it must be a very difficult job. What, let's hear your side of the story.
5: Um, what What I do, sometimes the European fellows, I'm not talking a racist fashion, but they, they're giving me a lot of mouth and trousers, right? And what then, kind of mouth
0: and trousers do you get from them? Just well, know, give back, us an example. Back,
5: back, back talking, they, they, they say, uh, they, they say uh, move, move away, mate, and don't do this, that, mate. And I'm going to uh, thump you, things like that. That's you know? terrible. And, and, and they also refer to me other things, you know, calling me uh, golly wog, things like that. It mm. doesn't matter. The, it's, it's water off my back. But the one thing I, I sometimes do, when I lose my temper, mm. I've often asked these fellows to come for the bare knuckle contest outside uh, in Sainsbury's car park. Hang on, but uh, don't you think it's
0: very irresponsible to, to, to have a bare knuckle fight in Sainsbury's car park? I mean, there well, are no, children no, no. and no, there the are. The beauty
5: about the car park is when you are there, you can make some more money because there might be some cars parked illegally there so it's a nice area where you can go there you can beat the monkey out of the fellow mm-hmm. shut up his mouth with his mouth and trousers and then you can carry on with your day I find personally speaking I think that is a good way to deal with the matter because we all need conflict and we all need some sort of a violent outlet you know because let's face it you are driving in your car you're walking on the street all the time everyone is thinking I want to kill somebody because they've done this to them not to say you're going to be a psycho but you get angry and you need some outlet for it and the marvelous way to do it is by just give the fellow a thump on the head or whatever. Um, Nothing bad with that.
0: Brilliant call. Thank you so much.
5: Well, thank, thank you so much for the, Take for the, for the, for the call. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: Our next caller is Michael Forbes from the North. Uh, what's your point, Michael? All
6: right. How are you doing? Yeah. I just want to say I feel really randy. All mm. the time, I feel absolutely randy. I wake up, I feel randy. I go to bed, mm. I feel randy. Is there
0: something that sets you off that makes you makes you go randy?
6: Anything can make me randy. If Bolton win, I feel mm. randy. If Bolton lose, I feel randy.
0: Does this relate to any of the topics we're talking about today?
6: You know, if I watch the bill, I feel randy. Right. If I okay. watch EastEnders, mm. I feel randy. Mm. i get plenty of it, mate. Don't worry about that. I've got a lovely girlfriend. She's 24. Yeah. I've seen her about a year. I love her. I do good. love her, she smells fantastic, but yeah. I've got myself in a rat right pickle,
7: because mm. I've,
6: I've ended up sleeping with her sister. What? And her cousin, and what? then the worst of all, and this is... It gets worse. I do feel ashamed of this in a way, another way I don't, I've slept with her mother. You,
0: you slept with her mother?
6: Yeah, I ended up giving her a right.
0: A good seeing to you. I know what you're going to say, and we don't want that kind of language on Radio 4. Thanks very, very much for your call. Next call is uh Pat Gaffney from Tintagel in Cornwall. Hello, Pat. Hello there, Gary. Hello, what are you what are you ring about? Um
8: you were saying what makes the world go round? Is it uh, uh love or mm-hmm. is it money? Yeah. And uh, some fella was saying he thought it was gravity. Well it's none of those things. It's laughter. It's laughter that makes the world go round. You know, if you can't have a laugh, <laughs> yeah. what can you have? That's no. what I always say. <laughs> I'm
0: laughing now. For
8: instance, my uh my father in law was recently involved in in uh, quite a serious traffic accident. Was he? And um I went to visit him in in the hospital, mm. and he's lying there in the bed, he's got a full body cast on. Yeah. And he, I'll tell you what, he looked like something out like of an old Laurel and Hardy film, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't help myself, it was comical, and I started to laugh, and it, you know, it lifted everyone's spirits, it kind of lightened the situation, yeah. so it was, he had his birthday recently. Did he? And uh, we went round there for a little do at the hospital to cheer him up and that, and, um, you know, we didn't want him to look wrong in the photos. He no. can't open his eyes because he's no. still in a coma. So I brought along, you know those glasses that have pictures of eyes on them instead of a lens? Yeah. Well, I, we put a pair of them on him. He looked comical. We oh, we was chuckling and someone else drew yeah. a moustache on him. And those photographs, whenever we look at them, we have a jolly good laughter. Laughter is the best medicines, what I always say. Ditto.
0: Thanks very much for your call. I'm now joined in the studio by my special guest, Rose Seabright. Rose is the author of a book on animals entitled The Poor Prince of War, which is uh, written from the perspective of animals themselves who fought in wars alongside human beings throughout history. That's right. It's a fascinating subject.
9: It's absolutely fascinating. Mm. That's why I was drawn to it. And I don't think a lot of people realise quite how many animals sacrificed themselves and worked for us um, in the world wars, um, right from the time of Hannibal crossing the Alps yeah. up to modern day Lassie. Mm. Because we're all aware of the cost to human life mm. of wars and, and the casualties and the sacrifice and bravery of the men and women who go to war, but we're not so familiar with the um, many different breeds of animals um, that fight alongside those men and women. Um, people are aware of cavalry and horses mm. going yeah. into battle yeah. um, and dogs to some extent, but what you may not be aware of is that there are all kinds of animals who go into war all the time alongside man sea lions, dolphins, elephants, even bats, prawns, uh, glowworms all kinds of animals
0: you were saying about glowworms. How, how did they? How were they used in the First World War?
9: They would keep them in a box and they would bring them out uh, because they had a lot of heavy equipment. Glowworms are very light, very small, so you could keep them in, in, in a pouch mm. and then bring them out in glasses and they would guide um, people behind enemy lines. And then of course you could throw them away um, at the end or
0: eat them. And then, so these, and these bats here, that's interesting. that uh, mm. These bats were used in Japan, I believe.
9: It was called Project X-Ray. It
0: was during World War II. It
9: was an attempt to attack Japan with bats carrying tiny satchels bearing incendiary devices Mm -hmm. so they were effectively suicide bat bombers
0: and and these bats were sent from america
9: to japan to
0: japan yes and did they succeed
9: um no the plan um backfired (laughs) should i say bat bat fired yeah
0: um
9: when they they attacked the wrong target and they set fire to a military airfield
0: that's the thing with i suppose bats have got tiny brains
9: but these were specially trained combat bats Combat, combats.
0: They were, yeah, combats. Combat. They were nicknamed. Yeah. How long was it taking to write this book, and uh, and where did you get all your research from? Two months. Two months. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you want to speak to Rose Seabright, why not give her a ring on 0800 068 7060 or email down the line at bbc.co.uk. Now there's some facts here that uh, here we got here that uh, two dolphins were trained by the US Navy and are helping to clear mines in the waters around southern Iraq port of Umm Qahtar. Umcasa. That's it.
9: Yes, they have biological sonar. It's far superior to, to that of humans. Yeah. So they can literally drill holes with their mind in the seabed. Also, sea lions, because they are uh, able both... In the water and on land. They can even pursue a subject onto land and honk and alert the suspects. And also what we have to remember is that war, although in films um, looks like a very exciting pursuit, it is uh, usually quite mundane, uh, the daily grind rather boring. So it's nice to have animals do a couple of tricks for you. Can you imagine the joy you would get from a sea lion and its ball well, well, when all you thought you were having was it was war and carnage? Yeah,
0: I see, I see. Now, you're obviously uh, an animal lover, um, no, no, I'm not. I, oh no,
9: I've never had any pets. I, I don't really warm to animals.
0: But you've written a book about animals and war and yes, yes, yeah, yeah, you don't have
9: to love animals to write a book about animals. You don't have to love cheese to write a book about cheese. I admire them. I I've, I've put this collection together because I think it's it's wonderful stories of endurance.
0: Yeah, how far can you push a dog? To death. Is it necessarily cruel or is it just are they is it cruelty to animals or is the it the way
9: of the world, it's the natural order of things, man is above beast. When we go to war the beast goes to war. I think yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No. Animals are there to serve us. We eat them, we use them, we kill them
0: at whim. Okay, we're talking to Rose Seabra about her book The Poor Prince of War, and I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. So why don't you email me on uh, down the line at bbc. uk or call on 0800 068 7060. Okay, I've got a call now from Samantha Caxton from Ewell. Ewell.
1: Ewell,
0: Hello.
10: Hello. Um, I just um phoning about the animal thing. I just feel so sorry for them. Yeah. They don't uh, want to go to war. They haven't got a vote. Uh, they're helpless. I just feel really sorry for them.
9: Well, I, I would actually argue that animals love to work. If you look at um, sniffer dogs, uh, border collies, um, no, the farms, they love to work.
10: No, I don't think it's right. I feel really sorry for them.
9: Well, you could say that these animals, if they weren't sent to war, they could possibly be made into glue or dog We don't dog know glue. what do they want, though, do
10: we? Yes.
11: Do we?
9: Animals are turning into gloom. Animals love to work. They've got a very strong work think. You can see it in their, their eyes.
10: I think it's wrong. Really, really awful. I feel
3: really sorry for them.
0: Thank you very much for your call. Uh, my next call is John Watson. Hello, John. Where are you from?
3: Gary, I'm from Merseyside. Oh, uh, hello. Yeah, listen, man. I'm a small site. When I hear about people going to war,
0: mm.
3: I'm only interested in animals. It's people who die, you know. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, I'm eating the sweet here. But what I'm saying is, don't, never mind all this animal stuff. Stop! The people going to war, stop it. Mm. Never mind about the animals. No. Think about the people first,
0: alright? Yeah, I know that, but, look, but sending boys to war is, is a kind of a serious issue. We're having a little bit of fun with animals going to war. Okay, okay. we've got a phone call from, uh, oh, it's Pat St. John from Willing Garden City. It's
4: yes, I'm sitting here listening to the radio and I am in tears. The tears are literally streaming down my face. That's I mean, so lots of tears. I just feel so sorry for these animals. Mm. And they, you, know, you say that they deserve it or they want to go to war. They they don't. <laughs> these are just animals. And I mean, what was it St Francis said about the animals?
0: What did he say about them?
4: I can't remember. I was hoping you might know.
9: Um, I believe he said, send not the dog or cop to forth to war.
0: Something like that.
1: Something along those lines, I, I, I can't, can tell you how sorry I'm feeling for you.
9: Have you ever um, been to a dog fight or a, or a cock fight?
4: We're not put upon this, this earth to cause pain and suffering and misery.
1: But there's so much in the world of these poor animals there. I feel so sorry for them.
0: But what about all the people that died? I mean, you're obviously from the war generation, and and you could say that some of these animals died for their country. Mm. You're alive today. You're not speaking German because of some because the dogs were killed. Pat, Pat, hello, Pat. She's gone. Okay, we've got a phone call now from Joan Welsh, and she's from Darlington. Hello, Hello, Joan. Hello. Hello.
11: Hello. Um, I, I, re- I, f- I felt that I needed to call in just mm. because um, I do feel that the animals were coerced into going to war. You know, I don't feel that they chose to do it. And in fact, we, you know, me and my friends, we come down once a year mm. to London. We come to see the shows. Yeah. We go and see something royal, you know, like the Diana fountain or that. Oh, yeah. And in fact, we went to the Animal War Memorial and I really... Oh, yes, yes felt strongly, so strongly about it when I saw it and saw all those poor... that I felt I had to write. And I'm not normally a poet. No. But actually, I got back and I just sat down and the words just... Oh, that's fascinating.
0: Okay, well, uh, what do you normally do for a living out of interest?
11: Um, I'm a dinner lady. Oh,
0: Oh, how lovely. So let's hear your lovely poem, shall we?
11: Uh, Well, it's not very lovely, actually, because... Of course, it's sad. Well, I'll tell you what I read it, and then we'll see.
0: Okay, we'll see if it's lovely or sad.
11: It's called The Animal War Memorial. (laughs) Our Brit animal's wartime toil was recognised by the Princess Royal. A statue tall in the West End. "'Built to honour man's best friend. "'Oh, yes, I speak of our animal brothers, "'man's best friend and several others. "'Cats and birds and many more. "'Horse and mule, they went to war. "'Starved and scared and blown apart, "'brave and strong like Bonaparte. "'Fought with us throughout the war. "'Hand in hand? No, hand in paw. "'Jilly Cooper had it right when she said "'their valiant fight should be recognised today. "'They were not receiving pay.' And they could not make a choice, as we know they have no voice. Glowworms shine so bright, but they might not want to light the way. Pigeons did not go to class to detect poison gas. When we hear a donkey braying, it would really not be saying, I would like to go to war, I will fight them on the shore. So I stand by this erection, penning words upon reflection, lest one of us again forgets, they're not soldiers, they're our pets.
0: That was oh, brilliant. That's very good. God, oh, God, that's that's got me.
9: Well, it got me, and if that's I... why I felt I just had to write it. That's beautiful. If I write, I, I am planning on writing another book, so I'd love to include that that poem in it. Well, I, I will send it in. Oh, please, please do. That's that's wonderful. And for a dinner lady, it's marvellous.
0: Thank you so much for your call, Joan. Thank you very much. Welcome, thank Ciao. you. Bye. Okay, let's go straight to another call. Hello.
3: Hello. What is point?
0: What is point? What is point? In uh, what is point in what?
3: What is point? What is point?
0: What is your point?
3: What is point is point. Point is what is point.
0: Okay, uh, now we're talking about animals and war, war on animals, and uh, I've got a caller here, Serena O'Neill from West London. Hello, Serena.
10: Hi. Yeah, I I was I was just listening to how you're talking about animals going to war. And I don't mm. think it's really fair that you should send innocent animals into war. You know? I mean, they've never done anything against us. And, um, you know, they just sit there and do their thing and get on with it. And actually come to think that they don't really have much of a brain. As I did once, have a pet bird that did actually repeat anything mm. you said. So it did have a yeah. of a brain. Yeah, but beyond yeah. that, I don't think we can actually have any use for animals in war.
0: So, what was I that? Mean, can you say that again? I missed it.
10: Oh, I was saying that there isn't really much use for animals in war. And before really then, creatures. before that bit. Are uh, they really innocent?
0: No, the bit before that.
10: Well, I don't really know. I was kind of off on a bit of a trail there, sorry. Yeah, and... No, I said that they're really innocent, but I did have a bird who was quite clever.
0: What, what kind of bird did you have?
10: it's an African gay parrot, and basically when you say its name to it, you can recite it back, which is really funny, because when I was younger, we used to be in the garden calling, my mum would call us in for tea, and the parrot would kind of repeat it. So we got really confused, we do not know which one to call for, and you know, it imitates the telephone really, really well, so you're pretty confused, you're sitting in the house, and suddenly the old telephone goes off, and you go and pick up the telephone, but actually it's only birds, because mm. they're one on the other end of the phone, and then you look really silly, and then it answers back to you, like, hello, this is Bucky Boy, and it's actually the parrot, so it's quite well, good fun. Well, would, so, I mean, would,
0: par- would you send your gay parrot to war?
10: Well, you know, I don't think, I don't think I work. But then again, I think... Thanks very much for your call, Serena. Some uh, interesting stuff there. Stuff yeah,
0: there. And that's I'm going to go to my next caller now, and well, it's well. Graham Downs. Hello, Graham.
1: Hello, Gary. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Gally, I don't um, know. I just think it is we really about with the, you know, talking about the animals. There's, um, you know, they're innocent, aren't they? The like animals. Yeah. You know, and the dogs, like, right? You know, the dog. Uh, it's a man's best friend, too,
0: is a dog. Yeah, that's yeah. why he's prepared to fight for him.
1: Yeah, I know, but we don't, you know, they don't wage Animals don't wage
9: war. Oh, they do. Have you ever seen a cat go after a mouse? I mean, no, it, the law of the jungle, we're just harnessing that natural law of the jungle and sending animals out with bombs on their backs and, and, and guns in their muzzles and saying, get on with it.
1: Well, I don't know about that. You seem like quite a cold lady to me. You know, because them, them animals are not asking to be in the conflict, mm-hmm. are they? The animals, they don't cause no problems, do they? It's the people, the people that well, cause a war, don't. It's people though, isn't it? You know, it's people that cause the problems, isn't it, Gary? The people, isn't it? Not but, the animals. So,
0: people yeah. start wars, don't they? It's the people, isn't it? I know it's the no, people, the people but, but the foreign people, yeah. All right, we always get on to the foreign people, Garrett, Graham. No,
1: I'm not saying that
0: though. No, I'm out of all of Come on, you, you know you oh, are. I'm
1: out of all of You
0: I'm sorry. were wrong there. Yeah, sorry, so man. would you I'm mind so. foreign just, animals going to war? I'm, yeah, what about no, foreign animals going no, to the war? They, they, they,
1: they, they don't That's not bad reason, important, really. It's so important to the animals. Do they you animals think...
0: think listen, let me pose one to you, Graham. Uh, what if we got all of our... Say we got all of our sheep, yeah? yeah and we sent them out to to fight the sheep of another nation. Yeah. And we used sheep as our soldiers. Would you agree... So that yeah. no humans had to die, but the sheep fought it out amongst themselves.
1: Well, I don't think they'd be very u- good at using, like, a Kalashnikov or anything. Can't they? Well, happens? no, they
0: wouldn't use weapons. They'd use their. They'd fight each other. Well, how would you encourage them to do that? Well, why would I. Encu- why, why would. What, we'd encourage it because it's it's a way. We don't have to die. We're sending our animals out to fight our war for us. I mean, we breed these animals like we breed our children. Sheep are very passive. What well, they wouldn't be very good in fights.
1: Yeah. So You what, what, couldn't. No, exactly. You couldn't say to a. I uh, don't know. A sheep's like. You. This is your ideology, you go and use that and then, uh, you know, and you try and impose that. You can't say, we're, for example, bringing democracy, one group of sheep, saying we're bringing democracy to another group of sheep, or another group of sheep saying we don't agree with you. We'll put the bobs and blow your your ideas and the shape up that way. See what I'm saying? The, the animals aren't the problem, the people. But got dog to the man. But I've got a dog. You, you know, it's quite brings me a lot of pleasure. Uh, but not as much, not as much as a wife would if I could get married.
0: Thanks, Graham. Good luck with that. And uh, I've had some emails come through. I'll just remind you of the email address down the line at bbc.co.uk. Okay, we've had a lot of emails on this topic and it's pretty much split 50-50 down gender lines with women saying that uh, they feel sorry for the animals and men saying let's not get too teary-eyed about a few dogs and horses. It's men that die in war. Okay, let's go to the phones. Gail Ackworth and you're from Merseyside, yes? That's right, yeah. Hello, Gail.
9: I'm I'm a socialist. Um,
0: The number is 0800 068 76D. And we're going to another call now and it's Jacob. Hello, Jacob.
7: Hello, me on two goose. Pardon? I own two gooses.
0: You own two geese?
7: Well, man, whatever, me own two goose. And they live with me in the house. One is a guard dog, and one is my companion.
0: Isn't it true that, um, geese...
7: Listen, my geese is like a wild dog. He ain't intruder true, the land. I'm up from the beak and run toward the peck at the ankle. Man run, come gone.
0: Yeah so so you think that we are entitled well i must say
7: this to a woman I, I talk about the animal and war man have dominion over the creature
6: mm, the land. yeah
7: man, man have con- and, and me must have control over all the animal the, the scale of creature come from the sea and crawl upon the land and then look one eye and wink up at the sun and then crawl back yeah and if he meant but why from war in a fighting man it must use the sheep and use the snake and use the, the rabbit. Some animal are, are good fighters.
0: What man. animals have you, do you think are good fighters? Ratweiler. What else? Um,
7: The big big bird with the beak.
0: An emu, are they good fighters? They
7: pick your eyes up, man. And they uh, lash you with them clots.
0: If you were in war and you had one of those coming at you, what would you do? Would you turn and run? Would you give up? Would you no, put your weapons man, down? i
7: must say I love another
0: Beautiful. Thanks very much for your call. OK, we're going to the phones now. We've got Barry Fort from London. Hello, Bal. Hello,
4: Gary. Yes, I'm just picking up, actually, on something your guest said yeah. earlier about sheep being very passive. Right. Last summer, mm. I was with the grandchildren. We too, I don't go to the countryside a lot. We were down near Tenby in Wales. Yes. And uh, we, I was showing... That we were looking at a field of sheep, lovely sheep. Take the kid look at their lovely bar lambs and all that. We're looking at the sheep, and this one sheep, he comes wandering across... And he sort of looks funny at this other sheep, and he pauses a it. And suddenly, he jumps at, jumps at, lunges right at it, and he absolutely mullered him. This other sheep, He, he was carnage. You should have seen it. It was, ab- I wow. couldn't believe it. They, they was going at him. It was, it was like a pub brawl. These well, two what, what, sheep.
0: Were they? Was and Were they male sheep? Was it a ram or was it? a... a... Well, it didn't have any horns. No. So they were female. It's female. Fight. Well,
4: that's a, you. Know, <laughs> These two sheep you should have seen, and there was fur flying everywhere, so, wool, you know, wool,
0: wool was flying everywhere
4: fur and wool, yeah, and you know, so I'm all for it. Let's send the sheep off to war, and send this sheep <laughs> we, we we'd we'd absolutely muller the the, the foreign sheep, I'll tell you because you know you see the sheep. I was on holiday in, in, in Greece last yeah. year. There was some sheep there. They were the skinniest, most woe-begotten bunch of sheep you've ever seen. Ah, uh, you know, I think, right, we'll send these Welsh sheep over yeah, there. Yeah, Sort the Greeks out. Not that we want to go to war with the Greeks, but if we ever did, I think our sheep would absolutely muller them.
0: Thanks very much for your call. Thanks, Barry. Right, we've got Clive Rossiter from the north of England. Uh, that's a bit vague, isn't it, Clive?
3: I'm keeping it that way.
0: Okay. All right? Yeah.
3: And Clive is not necessarily my real name, either.
0: Well, I'm glad we cleared that up.
3: Let me tell you something. Mm. You mentioned earlier, you and the lady, one group of sheep against another group of sheep. Yeah? Yes. Right? Yeah? Well, let me tell you something, right? I could get a van, right? I could pack that van with explosives. I could drive it right into the middle of the theatre of war, the sheep theatre, and kaboom! And that would be the end of that. Why would you want... I'm just telling you I could. I come from a military background. I'm not mucking about here. They wouldn't last five minutes in a combat situation. I could drive a van... Well, that's slaughter, isn't it? That's explo- not a
9: combat situation. That's just pure slaughter. What do
3: you think combat is? If not, one group trying to outslaughter another group. And I'm saying that single-handedly, I could outslaughter both sets of your hypothetical sheep. All
0: right. Thank you, Clive. I
3: come from a military background. I don't muck about.
0: Thanks very much for your call, and thank you, Rose Seabright, who's been my special guest today. Very good luck with your book, The Poor Prince of War. And uh, have we got any time to go to any more calls? Yes. No. Right. Well, I'm afraid we've run out of time on Down the Line tonight. If you didn't get through, don't worry. You can always ring again next week. I'm Gary Bellamy. Good night.